You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everyone. Two chugs and a hug. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm your hunk. Why? Why Transatlantic? Why uh, Radio Boy? It was from the 50s. honestly accidental and then just stuck. I've, I, my voice is a wee bit lost, so yeah, it feels like a horse I'll race say, was being called. There's not a lot of tone. <laughs> and and it's Brixby Bear coming around, taking two links ahead. He's going to- <laughs> I'm Doge, and I've been a chunk ever since I came into this world. And I'm Carter, and remember, if you're feeling romantic emotions, yes. only chunk your Wii remote twice a day. <laughs> I bet Callie money that one of you was going to say, uh, totally dope as chunk as your quote. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. You bet money? Well, we didn't. We're surprising I lost, you. I lost money. Yeah, I lost. Oh, well, when you. you lose money to the person you live with, you don't really lose it, do you? Well, yeah, you don't know. You don't know how we do things over here, <laughs> <laughs> Jordan. Why are you the hunk? Because I brought it. Because you brought. What'd it. you bring? Mm-hmm. The movie. I brought the movie today. The movie that we're going to be speaking about. The movie that is the second movie in Chooser's Choice for the Soul. Uh, and uh, we really, we really. This is the third Chooser's Choice that we've done. Is it? We really messed. Up, we really messed up by not doing Chooser's Choice for the soul, like number four. Oh, yeah. Like uh, next year or something. We should have sat on it. Dang. We'll do a Chooser's Choice. We'll do Chooser's Choice three next year. Oh, gosh. And this is Chooser's Choice Revelations or Chooser's Choice Brotherhood or something. <laughs> I dig it. Oh, that's a joke for only a couple people. <laughs> Resident Evil? No, no. But no, good guess. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed oh. But good guess. Back when Assassin's Creed was good. That dude, apparently it's better than ever now. I just have zero interest whatsoever. Uh I bought and played Valhalla for like a month and really disliked it. Oh, really? A lot of people are saying they yeah. love it, but I just didn't. It, Man, it it had it was that's crazy. Here's me, here's me getting on my soapbox. The compression algorithm that they use for the audio in that game makes it sound like the audio is coming from a tin can. And the overall vibe of the game was that this is budget Viking. Red Dead Redemption 2. That's kind of the vibe I got. I just don't think every game should be open world. And um, well, they're all open world, but like, I don't think every game should be like the, the Witcher style quest lines and all that stuff. Just, yes, you know, exactly. It's not for I that. think, I think I, I need Florence, Italy again. I need something about that size again yeah. to but be interested. More importantly than that, perhaps, perhaps, <clears throat> perhaps is the movie that we're talking Carter's about. Carter's getting choked up about it. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a heart tugger. It's a heartstring tugger for sure. The movie we're talking about today is called Brigsby Bear. And uh, I'll talk. We'll talk snacks and we'll talk all that stuff here in just a moment. But uh, first, Doge, can you give me a synopsis? This week's IMDb synopsis was written by Brigsby Bear Productions. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I thought there'd be more of a reaction. That's why I paused so big. Oh, there was. It was just not good for. Sorry. <gasps> non. Yeah. There we go. What? 
<laughs> I choked. That I know. I can't do that. Out. That made me choke just hearing that. <laughs> Brigsby Bear Adventures is a children's TV show produced for an audience of one. James. When the show abruptly God. ends, James's life changes forever and he sets out to finish the story himself. Does anyone else think of the song from James and the Giant Peach anytime you hear the name James? I don't. No. I don't. Didn't think what so. is that song? How does it go? My name is James. <laughs> That's what mother calls me. That's the only part I remember. That's so pretty, Carter. That's so pretty. Yeah, thank you. Beautiful. That was beautiful. Wait, then there's like a… That part's pretty too. That's so pretty, yeah. Carter. <clears throat> yeah. Same. Yeah, dude. Shades That's of Hades so Town. Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So should we talk movie snack or I wish maybe, we would. Yeah. Tell us tell us about it. So wait, I had hang to on. Adapt, before, by the way. Go ahead. Okay. Before we go into this, I made a prediction that that the guys are going to they're just gonna roast me for whatever whatever snack I chose. You're, because you're, let me let me say the way that I'm 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 a little I'm a little worked up still from last week. The way food works on this show, the way food works on this show is Jordan will say something wild. Jordan will be like, "Have you ever had a pepperoni pizza, but instead you put grape jelly instead of sauce? It's actually pretty good." And Carter goes, "Yeah." Carter goes, "Yeah, I try that." And I go, "That seems gross." And they go, "Doge, you're such a grandpa. You have old man taste buds." And then I'd be like, "Have you ever had like?" Like today for breakfast, I had like a piece of wheat wheat toast is, with peanut butter, and you guys are like, "That's so plain and gross." Stop. Is this a metaphor? Are you? Yeah, are you? I can't no. tell what point you're trying to make right here. No, I just feel like maybe not on our show, but just in our friendship, I am consistently, consistently roasted for my food choices. The fact that I just I've roasted prefer- you once, and it's because you ate trash. Yeah, that's the only food choice. That's I true. Can that's a good point. Think of ever roasting you for is eating <laughs> actual garbage. I told you okay. that I I never had anything you cooked and I it always sounds so delicious. Doge has been gaslighting us so hard. He's gaslighting I'm himself not, just, now. Just wait until I tell you what I ate for this movie. What was the snacks you asked us to choose? Well, we're each picking a snack that goes well with our movie experience. And uh, because Brigsby is a movie full of childlike wonder and amazement, I chose sugar cereal. Yay! Why did you specify sugar cereal? Why did you specify sugar cereal? Who was that for? Because I feel like there is a tendency to keep like a healthy cereal on deck at all times. So I did it for me. I mean, we've got… Okay. We've got life and, you know, honey bunches of oats, which might as well be a sugar maybe, cereal, honestly. But Yeah, maybe maybe my hackles were a bit raised, but that did feel targeted when you sent that. I'm just like, no health, no. It has to be a sugar cereal. Because I've talked to you guys about Magic Spoon and you said, you said, why why would I eat the Magic Spoon? It's always the abuser that paints himself as the victim. There's a better word than sensitive right now, but you feel since I think you're just like ready. You're just, for some mm. reason, just think we're out to get you. So we're what not, cereal did you eat? Big old bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Gosh, Yum. I mean, just so an good. absolute pile. So just a pile. Yum. Of it. I, believe it or not, didn't have time to get cereal. Mm-hmm. I missed my time. I, I had mm-hmm. poor time management, but I did happen to have Chelsea uh, is she makes wonderful baked goods mm-hmm. uh, and cakes and things. And she had made a cake recently for a birthday that we hosted and there was some left over and it was a caramel cake. So I had a slice of caramel cake with a glass of whole milk, mm. which felt that, 
akin isn't to. cereal, it's a, but a de- I'll, I'll take it's a it. deconstructed bowl of cereal. I think I had the sweetness, right? Like I still had yeah. that. I was trying to go for the vibe. Yeah, I tried no, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It was that or a slice of Dubliner cheese and hummus. You know, like, <laughs> I thought you I were going to say you like much crumbled closer. up some Oreos in a bowl and poured milk on it or something. That would have been amazing if I had had Oreos. Yeah, that does sound that pretty would good. Have been something I would do right after this episode. Uh, I had. I had, we were out of milk, so I had uh, honey nut Cheerios with oat milk. That's fine. Does that count as a sugar cereal? Uh, I'm gonna yeah. say it does because it's all you had. I would not list that among that the is sugar not all. I, I went to this. I went to the store to specifically buy honey nut Cheerios because oh, that's my no, favorite that cereal. Does not count as sugar cereal. I told you, no matter what, I could. I it was between honey nut Cheerios and frosted flakes. Which that's one of those counts cereal. as a sugar cereal? That's to you? a sugar. It's cereal. How is honey nut Cheerios not a sugar cereal? Well, is it called sugar nut Cheerios? It's is it called sugar flakes? Frosted with sugar. Is it called <laughs> sugar toast crunch? Uh, well, I mean, there's sugar and cinnamon toast. There's sugar in honey nut Cheerios. No, it's honey. You're just trying to be typical. <laughs> We're not talking about earth sugar. Listen, I, like you were I liked such a big deal I liked about this movie. being a victim and then I wasn't going to jump all over it. That's what you really thought? I liked I liked this movie and I will pretend to hate it for the podcast if you don't let you me You thought you were going to talk for 18 minutes about how mean I am and then I wasn't going to do that to you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. No, that's great. I just think I think there's something nice about a bowl of cereal in a movie. It just feels good. Have I have I told you guys about my cereal adventure that I had as a child? Like what kind of cereals I had to eat as a kid? I don't know. No. I'm incredibly lactose intolerant. Sure. Like just bubblegut, hot snakes, the whole thing. It's it's awful. Absolutely horrible. The milk just goes in one hole and out the other. Hence the oat milk with my Honey Nut Cheerios. Uh, as a little kid, I couldn't, I obviously couldn't have cereal and milk. And uh, one time I had an upset stomach and the doctor was like, I mean, a little, but like probably five or six. The doctor was like, yeah, just give him some cereal and milk. Oh, our chart says he's lactose intolerant though. Is that still true? And my mom was like, yeah, it's very, very still true. Uh, and so he was like, here's what I want you to do. And I'm going to describe to you the meal that I that I ate for a couple of years and was like, this is a really yummy cereal meal. And I, I actually had Jess try it about a year ago and she gagged and couldn't <laughs> finish it. Plain Rice Krispies. It's plain. No flavor, no sugar. That doesn't count as a sugar cereal. Plain Rice Krispies. And for the liquid, you use 7-Up. Ew, no. Horrendous. Horrendous. It's a little, it's a little bit crime. Good. That's, That's a little so bit good. interesting to me. We had because we have it's seven adding up right texture now. to the yes. bitiness of the soda. It's 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 weirdly very good to me. Mm-hmm. We have seven up in the fridge right now. I considered doing that for this week just to make you just to get a reaction. Horrible. Do you remember? But I wanted Doge, honey Cheerios that instead. We once had a roommate in college who declared proud or boldly, guys. I think <laughs> I'm allergic to frosted mini wheats. <laughs> Because yes. every time I eat a bowl of frosted mini wheats, I poop and fart like crazy. <laughs> and we were all like, no, dude, you're lactose, you're lactose intolerant. intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
that's what's more common. <laughs> well, it's got to be the frosted video. Dude, I wow. we, so many oh, moments, man. so many moments in college apartments of just like, did you say that really? Okay, and I'm sure I have plenty of those as well. Can we talk about Briggs v. Bear? Let's do yeah. It, man. So this that's is a what, movie. I thought that's what we've been doing. This is a movie that I came to, um, kind of, just I I can't remember for what reason, but I had been just like pounding through a bunch of like well well reviewed like mid-tier movies, like not these blockbusters and not quite like… Indie vibe. Yeah, indie vibe. Not like a student film, but like somewhere in between. And Passion um, Project. So this was was one that popped up and I've been a a Kyle Mooney fan for a long time. Um, I don't know if I talk about this on the podcast before. I'm a big SNL fan. I I watch it every time it comes on. I I love the cast and Kyle Mooney's one of my favorites. I think that… He's, he's so funny, so creative, um, and has this like insane ability to be both to seem both innocent and like he's as high as a kite at the same time. Yeah, yeah. and um, so I feel like yeah, Kyle Mooney was like one of the Infinity Stones for the humor of like the group of college friends yes. that I had. Yes. Oh, totally. Hundred percent. Yeah, all of his old yeah. videos, even with Beck. Beck was in a lot of his old videos. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, there. Yeah, there was just something about this movie that seemed interesting to me, and I gave it a try, going in with quite literally no knowledge about it whatsoever. And I mean, it just kind of blew me away for what it is. You know, there's a sliding scale of being impressed. I think with certain things, um, but it really impressed me, and Kyle really impressed me, and I yeah. have just been. Basically, looking for a reason to review this movie ever since. <laughs> yeah. Did we already have the podcast when you watched this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because this movie came out in 2017, and I think I came to it like a year later. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I. Um, I. I don't know, man. There is something. There is something so. I have seen this described as a movie about. Filmmaking, but I don't think that that is what this movie is about. No, I don't think it is either. I think it's a movie. If I had to sum it up, it's a movie about meeting people where they're at. But then beyond that, if I had to zoom out, zoom in a little bit further, I would maybe say it's a movie about the power of collaborative creativity, which is something that obviously uh, rings a nice, pretty bell for the three of us. And, <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely thought of us in this in this sense. <clears throat> But anyway, I I would love to stop talking and, and hear some impressions and, and yeah. talk about uh, the overall the fact that Mark Hamill's in this. Yeah, for real. The overall vibe for me is like, uh, and, and we get super navel gazy for just a second. Sure. Uh, the the idea of the sacred canopy when you're growing up, uh, it's a it's a, I guess what would that be like psychology concept or whatever. Where basically when you're a kid, you're surrounded by people who affirm your yep. worldview like and like social who, science. Exactly. Yeah. Who it's just like it's a place to be safe and to be fully exactly who you are. And yeah. you don't question anything because your parents are helping you and teaching you. And then at some point, uh, for a lot of folks, it's when they turn 18 and leave the house that you leave your sacred canopy. And for the first time, you're exposed to a ton of different ideas and a ton of different ways to live and a ton of different people telling you, hey, your sacred canopy is wrong. The way yeah. you grew up is Wrong and cognitive dissonance. I don't know exactly. So just the uh, it was I've never really seen it explored in this way. Mm-hmm. The ability to say like yes, I acknowledge that there are parts of my sacred canopy that are perhaps not as sacred, yeah. <laughs> perhaps not great, but there are still things I'd like to reclaim and move forward. It's 
I don't know, really resonate about like sort of leaving abusive and limiting systems while still claiming pieces of that and saying, no, this is important to me. Yeah. yeah. It was a fascinating balance of me, of, of me, fascinating balance to me of like organic versus fabricated influence <clears throat> in right. terms of like, right. what are, what is that weird phenomenon of deciding, you know what? I don't really care because this means something to me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Over societal influence. And a lot of the times it's, it gets tougher the closer you are to the person that is uh, maybe if they're ignorant to their attempts or not trying to influence you otherwise. Um, yeah, it was. It had a lot of depth and I wasn't surprised uh, at that, especially with Jordan having the contribution this week. But yeah, I liked it a lot. And I think there was a moment about one third of the way through the movie that there were certain things I had to turn off just because of like structuration. Like I was yes. bringing in yeah. other movies I'd seen before, like Room and, you know, yeah. all the other stuff that's like way, it's like kind of trying to lean into a certain amount of realism. Sure. Like into to yeah. the environment of the impact of now being in the world. Um, and I kind of had to do that across the board for a lot of characters too. And I think if I had gone in from the beginning with that naturally, it would have been a better experience. I, I really did enjoy the movie. It ended up feeling like once I had all that other stuff put aside of like, oh, I don't know. I feel like he's kind of getting over this to an extent a little differently than I've seen before. And right. I was trying to, in my head to excuse what he could have been possibly exposed to to not be like, why isn't he having a massive anxiety attack all the time and stuff. But in the end, with looking at all of the characters, and I like that we talk about the sacred canopy, um, and I'll use it contextually a little bit differently, but everyone around him supporting him, and even what we would call like a quote-unquote like protag- uh, antagonist, which would have been like Mark Hamill and his wife, it had a Ted Lasso vibe to me. In that, oh, interesting. Mostly, everybody's not off. Like, there's not really anybody yeah. in this movie that's just like <laughs> right awful. Now, there's people that are convicted for doing something that seems inexcusable. Like, it seems awful. Like, what they did was awful. Sure, but. The interaction, like when we, and I'm jumping ahead, but when we have the interaction between, and I don't want to keep calling him Kyle. I want to respect the name of the… James. What's… James. James. So when James is talking to his original parents… No, no, no. He calls his parents he's back with now, original parents. Um, but when he's in the cell, like he's visiting Mark Hamill, it, it's like they they were aware of what I was thinking early in the movie. It's like you were in a prison, we're in visitation… This could be really intense, right? <laughs> but this isn't like Brie Larson. Like this is like, yeah, yeah, it's Kyle. It's a Kyle Mooney movie, and the tension was just kind of cut immediately. And it yeah. was like, okay, I'll help you, which I was totally fine with, and it was honestly kind of a breath of fresh air for for that kind of setting. I but, think you yeah. have defined why it is a comfort movie to me because the conflict never lingers for more than like a few minutes at a time. Yeah, yeah. It's like every and and that is a weakness. I think in filmmaking but it is a it is a plus for what i like this movie for so like you know this movie has the sh- as I-, I think a lot of shortcomings honestly i think that it's pretty flimsy like realism wise and pretty flimsy like script wise there's not a lot of motivation outside of james to do most of the things that happen like there's no reason for his parents to be so callous to understanding his situation like there's no reason yeah. for all of that is set up to create tensions that we can fix with the sweetest moments ever. And that's fine with me. This is, this is um, like uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like a heartwarming uh, candy. There's not, it doesn't have to go very deep. It just sets up moments and knocks them down and makes you go, oh, that was so sweet. <laughs> so is this, ooh, I, I have something maybe spicy then. If that's the, the vibe, is that the conflict never really lingers and your whole vibe is, oh, that's so sweet. Is this, is this a Hallmark movie for us? Huh. Is this what mo- is this what moms feel when they watch a Hallmark movie? Yes. We're just like, yeah, I know it's not a great movie, but wow, don't, it's so now sweet. Now don't demographically like put Hallmark people in a box. It's moms and aunts. Moms and aunts. Okay. Older sisters. Yeah. Moms and Older aunts, sisters. grandmas, sisters. <laughs> Matriarchs of families, essentially. Any matriarch. No, I think I think it definitely is. I think this is one hundred percent. A Hallmark movie. Hallmark for big boys. I was just going to say Hallmark for those that <clears throat> are more uh, pretentious, maybe. Like people that think they're too good for Hallmark <laughs> That's movies. That's so juxtaposing. That's I, such, yeah. such a weird thing to say, but I get it. <laughs> like people people like myself who are like, I don't really like Hallmark movies because they're too simplistic. And but like, I, the, the, I love Briggs right, Bear. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, and I think it's because, and, and we can talk about this a little bit as well. Briggs Bear is actually legit funny. Like, laugh out loud funny yeah. several times. And so I think that helps yeah. that helps the sugary sweetness go down smooth is because it's contrasted with some of those uh, black cherry warheads every once in a while. It's like nice <laughs> and sour and funny. Um, That's my now I just want one. sour candy so bad my mouth just started watering. Yeah. Hey, can I super pump? I would love that. The super pump is the Kyle of it. Yeah, this, totally. It's incredibly like the character that he's playing, only Kyle can play James in this way. Yeah. But in particular, I think it is the the attention to detail and vibe of <laughs> the attention to detail and vibe of the Brigsby Bear sets that we see here. Like that is absolutely pitch perfect to children's programming yep. in the early 90s. Yep. Like that's some of my earliest memories is yeah. children's programming that looks exactly like that. I think Kyle has a real soft spot for that with his his new Netflix show that's like basically a an, an homage to late 80s early 90s cartoons. Yep. But just kind of that TV experience of being a little bitty tiny boy in the early 90s like that it's recreated so well with yeah. the Brigsby Bear sets and acting yes. and the music and like <clears throat> the show Brigsby Bear Adventures. Yeah. is so like weirdly accurate to the time that it's supposed to yeah, be happening. Yeah, that, that it changes from teaching him like math and anatomy to eventually just essentially being Doctor Who. Like it, it yes, because yeah. it's like as he gets older, he's not interested in the educational show anymore. So they just take the same show and give it like yeah. a storyline where he's fighting evil and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> when he's, cause he's like, he's like, yeah, season two is when they do the math episode. It starts to get a little better around season 14 because he was 14 back years was, old. Yeah, yeah. That's back when it was for kids. Well, for me when I was a kid. Yeah. I love it. I oh. like, um, you know, insert blatant plug for just Kyle Mooney content. If sure. we haven't said that already, go and look back at it. I'm glad you brought up the set stuff too. And I, I like retweet that super pump. It's not my super pump, but the whole thing of seeming incredibly aware of something like culturally is kind of what Kyle Mooney can rest on. Yeah. Because, yep. you know, you even think back to his interview series <laughs> and he's, he's, Throwing away, he's he is Kyle Mooney. In two words, is brilliant gibberish. Yes, he yeah, totally. Kind yeah. of knows everything, or at least knows just enough to make you think he knows as much or more than you do. Uh-huh. Which is such a fun concept, and it's so tricky. 
And I, you can probably watch any Kyle Mooney content. I'm thinking back and any bit of it that I've watched is G-rated. That's what I love about it yeah. too is that it's just like… He's also showing like you don't, that you don't have to be completely obscene to be like stomach-splittingly hilarious. Like he just walks in. He's talking about launching the Grand Slam. Like he knows terms is real, on yeah. things that he needs to know about. Like yeah. you, would, you should go watch his sports video of him just <laughs> yeah. talking about the sports. His jacket. <laughs> And he's rooted. Uh, there's a lot of people. Dude, in my I want that jacket group, so bad. There's a lot of people in my friend group that were rooting for the Bengals in the Super Bowl this year, just because of the Bengals. The Bengals get loose from from Kyle Mooney. Get loose. Uh, but yes, yeah, you're dead, I, you're dead I, on. I love, yeah. I love Kyle Mooney, and I I think that yeah, the Brigsby Bear show, which in itself is the foundation, I think, creatively for this movie. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Could not Incredibly be anything else, but. But Kyle Mooney, he's very, and they're very happy that there's it's Mark Hamill doing all these voices too. I think that's so yes, that's fun. great. There's well, something it's so like a little like, wink to Star Wars too, because yeah. honestly, when you think about it, if you're on the outside looking in about Star Wars, it sounds that ridiculous, <laughs> right? Yeah. Mark Hamill is is reported as saying that he was happy to do this movie because he actually had lines in this one, which he had just <laughs> he was such burn. a bitter bear. It just bitter bear. come off of of Episode Seven. There's something, I don't know if it's something kind of like… Episode 8? Yeah. Something kind of like wish fulfillment right about about your show as a kid being able to actually grow up with you. Yeah, right. Like I think there's just, there's something so enticing about the idea of liking a thing as a four-year-old and then that thing growing up with you. I think that's yeah. why like, it, it to me, it's it's really similar to like, the Harry Potter generation of folks that started reading the books when they were 11 and the books sort of grew up with them. That was me. I was 11 I, years I, old. Yeah. There's I think that's, that's why, level. yeah, that's why those stories are so powerful and so foundational to the people that actually grew up with it because there's something, and it's, I think, illustrated in, in James's desire to be like, I don't care about anything else. I'm finishing the Brigsby story mm-hmm. because that's that grew up with him. And it, I mean, quite literally was the only thing that defined his personality, but I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I I like almost everything about this movie, so it's going to be hard not to gush about it. But I will super dunk <laughs> now. I will I will take. Yeah, <clears throat> I will be the first. Um, and really, what it just boils down to, I don't think I will ever not have a problem with this when it's in a movie. I just I don't know why I can't get past it, and I understand that it wasn't done maliciously, and that it kind of makes sense for the story, but. Uh, f- it is never stated that um, the girl he makes out with at the party is a legal adult. She, yep. they are high schoolers, so yep. I don't like that. I I don't like that either, and that's that's one of the things where I had to turn off the like. I know, I know, I've the realism element because it's like she, like this dude, socially is seven years old. She's like full on taking There's advantage of this There's all sorts of like… It's, yeah, it's, well, it, it's horrible. Like, it's like he's seven… But she's never painted as malicious or doing it to be like… Uh, she's uh, also like… Advantageous. When she makes but the also, move, it's under the influence. I don't know. Right. It, yeah. yeah there's so, it's, it's so hairy. The scene is There's no so, consent from either side. Yeah. I don't care I caught for myself… It. Super dumb. Like the, the first thing I did was like look up the actress herself too. Because I was like… <laughs> yeah. How old… Because I know that she's in Euphoria. Which Another is show about high schoolers being nasty. So, right, yep. and she like, um, Alexa Demi is just two years younger than me. So she's thirty-one. So at the time, she was twenty-seven, twenty-six yeah, right. years old. 
in the movie. But yeah, I was trying to find like, please make this not feel so. And I think it was meant to also be uncomfortable, but it was sure. like a different. Just level. don't do it though. Yeah. Yeah, just, just don't, don't do include it. it. You wrote the, the movie. Pay, you get to pay the payoff. The payoff of of Meredith and uh, what's his name? James Meredith. The payoff of Meredith and James in the woods later when James is like, "Hey, I just." It's very funny. I don't think I can marry you. That's yeah, really funny. funny. I really enjoyed that. And if that's the reason to have that in the movie, it still doesn't feel it's not worth, worth it. it yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I just yeah. I took issue with it every time. I, I think this is my fourth or fifth time to see this movie, and I I take issue with it every time. I don't care for it. Yeah. So. Here, you, you, you heard it here first. I don't like when uh, legal adults uh, make out with people that are not legal adults. That's an official stance that, that might, I'm willing to take. Dang, that dude. might not be. I mean, I mean, they could be 18, but they we don't know if they are. Yeah. In fact, I don't. I think I immediately have less of an issue with that scene if she's like, "Yeah, I graduated, but I'm home for the summer." And it's like, "Okay, great. Now I can. Yeah, we're fine. Good. That's great. <laughs> include <laughs> one line. Include one line, and just let me yeah. know that this yeah, is yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But. I choose to believe the best about Mr. Mooney. I choose yep. to believe that he wrote this fictional character as a 19-year-old, and it's fine. Yeah. He had the idea for this movie in middle school. Did he really? Did yeah. you see that? No. Yeah. This is this is an idea that he and his friends, including Beck, uh, they've, oh, they've been Beck. kicking it around since middle school. It's amazing. So he finally got enough SNL money to make it, I guess, in 2017. Right. Um, can you imagine if Kyle Mooney was like, if sorry, if James was like, it's like a consenting, like it's in a not a consenting adult, but it's an adult, right? Someone his age, like maybe thirty or like mid twenties, and they were asleep, and he like tried to kiss <laughs> them. That would have been much worse. Yeah. Keep going. What if he killed somebody? That'd be worse too. That'd be wild. Well, it's time for shout announcements. Was that a reference to something? The Fifth Element. Oh. <laughs> It's time for Shout Announcements Adventures. It's time for Shout Announcements with Jordan, the part of the show where Jordan sings the silly Shout Announcements. I almost said uh, only a few of you will get that. Let's be real. Every single person that listens to this Every podcast will get that. Gets that. <laughs> oh, Everybody man. gets it. Here's the thing. Virtually, virtually a one-circle Venn diagram. You already know what I'm going to say. You can rate and review us almost anywhere. And when I say can, I mean should. It helps us out. If you listen, please do it. Well, don't be so don't be so mad at us. We would love that mean. if you would do it. No, that's your thing. That's your thing. I'm just more like I'm just more like a know. stern older brother who's like, "Come on, man, you, you're better than this. Go go rate and review. Five stars is my favorite." <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Come on, man. You you're better than this, you're be- man. You're better. Say than how do you motherfucker? Come on. I think it's the the hoarse voice and the high pitched thing that's a little more. Come on, Come man. on man. You're better than this. Give us a rate and review. Five stars. You better. My Five dad, stars. my dad, they, they count on you. They work so hard. <laughs> Come on. They work so hard all the time. They need you, you to really disappoint your ma like that? You gonna disappoint Ma like that? You gonna disappoint me like that? Come on, man. You gotta rate and review. But anyway, please do that. That would be huge for us. It takes literally 30 seconds. It would be great if you would do that. And while you're there, go ahead and smash that subscribe button. Smash! Absolutely demolish that bad boy uh, would be really great for us. And then while you're on a roll, go ahead, jump over to Patreon. We have two tiers for you. $3 gets you a bonus episode. Every asterisk series that we do. 
Mm. And $5 gets you access to our patron-only Discord server. We got movie mm. discussion, TV show discussion, uh, some box office ball going on. So check it out. Which we out. got a three-way tie on them pod boys. We would love to just the Batman. <laughs> yeah, we all have the same movie. Um, <laughs> we have the same movie. Um, we, on those Patreon tiers too, just this, the smallest tier, the tiniest tier, not even an anime tier yet. It's still like average size. The $3 tier gets you an extra vote, which is going to be very valuable for our next series, which I teased a bit on Monday, in which we will be going through video game movies. And so be on the lookout for that. Uh, I have no doubt it's going to be a series that's all over the place. Uh, and I'm excited. That's some of my favorite kind of series that we have. So get ready to vote for those video game movies coming soon. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, that's going to be super fun. But before we get to video game series, next week, uh, it's my turn for Chooser's Choice for the Soul. And I have also brought a unknown kind movie. of a low, <laughs> low mid-budget indie film made by some pretty unknown filmmakers. I'm really curious to hear. I'm very nervous about what you guys Shut are going to say about it. I hope you like it. It's called Jurassic Park. And that is my ultimate comfort movie. Uh, it's by so. Do you guys remember Steven Spielberg from like from like ET and from like he did uh, what's the one with the guy with the cowboy hat who goes to find that thing from the Bible? Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. He did those ones. He did the shark <laughs> one. The thing from the Bible. Uh, and this has. Do you guys remember like Tintin? Birds. He did the Adventures of Tintin. Yeah. Like birds, but a long time ago, like a really long time ago, those guys, they're in it too. I think you're, I don't know. I hope you like it. Sure. I'm sure I will. Those can't even hold on, hold on to your chunks. Movie choices. Ugh. <laughs> That's my comfort movie. That's the one I could watch on repeat. Oh. <laughs> I'm already warming up the pipes. I wish Unlocking I had Jeff Goldblum in the kitchen it. I like doors. Him. Have I got news for you? <laughs> Not only Jeff Goldblum, but all of Jeff Gold Wait. cleavage as well. Oh, it's. Mm. Anyways, we'll you get to see you get to see Jeff Goldblum's entire booby crack. That's awesome, man. I wish. <laughs> I wish that guy from Seinfeld would be there. I love that guy, dude. This might be the movie for you. <laughs> Newman? No, I think he's pretty old. I wonder if Laura Dern could show up too. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> anyway, you know, as we end every shout announcements by saying anyway. <laughs> anyway. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about the Greg Kinnear of it all. The Greg Kinnear. I find I loved him his so character. Funny. I would not hire him. As, as an actor? As oh, a as a detective. detective. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and for my for my movie, for Brigsby Bear 2, Colin the Carter story, I would not hire no, Greg Kinnear. That's the, that's the, I had to kind of suspend reality for a little bit sure. there. And just be like, okay, this is so fun if you just put aside. How has he still got a job? Like he's taking yeah, stuff real. out of the evidence. I mean, <laughs> for real. And just got, giving it back. They've got more evidence than they know what to National do with. National news. It's Utah. <laughs> so I assume most of his job just involves driving around and slapping Cokes out of people's hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Probably don't have to be so. a very good detective. <laughs> Love Greg Kinnear. He's so funny, Big man. Time. The scene where he he's great. quotes Shakespeare. He's like a genuinely good person. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's just yeah, I think so funny. I feel like this was a this was a fun set. I agree. I yeah. Absolutely. This is our second mm-hmm. movie we've reviewed where Claire Danes plays a psychologist. Yep. Wait, is Which, it? Isn't she also a, a psychologist in uh The Departed? That's Vera Farmiga. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or via Farmaga. Via <laughs> the Demon Talker. Via Farmaga. You're absolutely right. Wait, is we, that what I said? We is did review something with her in it, right? I don't know that we've ever done a Claire Danes movie. That can't be true. That's simply, Congrats, dude. That simply she hasn't been be in very true. much. She really only has like one or two credits. No, probably this and like what? One other thing? Stop it. My super dump? Yeah, please. Go. Is James' parents, specifically his dad. Okay. Yeah. It is a almost comical amount of misunderstanding. Yeah. Like it was… When he's getting on to him, and I get it. Like in my mind, I was like trying to be empathetic and be like, okay, there's a lot of pressure here on both sides. And it's probably the person who's been in reality for the entire 20-something years that James has been in a bunker watching Brigsby Bear. It's probably that person that <laughs> would have a more of a sense of like how to handle the situation, but also yeah. more pressure and anxiety to do things well. But yeah, I, there was a moment that I was like, that just is not unrealistic. To the point to where it was like, are they, are they just trying to manifest some kind of like antagonal spirit here? Sure. It just felt out of place. It and I don't think like, it was needed. I think that's why I super dump it is because I don't think we needed sure. it. It's enough yeah. to not understand and, right. and show some anger. Yes. But some of the script here mm-hmm. for like the things that he was saying to James was Took me out. For I a agree. Bit. I was like, that yeah. doesn't it feel like maybe it would be fixed if there was a brief scene of like somebody telling them like, "Hey, you guys thought he was gone. You have had no time to prepare for this. You are not ready to take this on." And then them saying like, "No, well, Claire, we're going to do Claire it Danes. anyway." Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, counsel the family. Yeah. You know? Like, if, like if, I would yeah. imagine in the first place, that's what you're doing. So I was like, why aren't we getting a lot of… This is, this is clearly an interactional, trans, transactional relationship here. Yeah. We need everybody together. Yeah. Seems but, like there should have been some transition from Brigsby Bear Bunker. Something in between Brigsby's Bunker and then Matt Walsh's house. You know what I mean? It feels like there should yeah. have been an in-between. Not, not just like the environment for him. room at the local police station. Exactly. Right? Like, hey, <laughs> you left, you got taken from what you thought was the whole world this morning and now you're with Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh, by the way, this is, I think, the only time I've ever seen him clean shaven without a mustache. And his his face looks wrong to me. <laughs> he needs a mustache. <laughs> Dude, I know. I, I, I thought the same thing, especially because I just, I literally just watched him in something else. Uh, I think it was Veep. I think I saw him. I yeah. watched Veep pretty recently, and he's got that mustache. Yeah. And we saw him here, and I was like, "Whoa, that's not that's not what you're supposed no. to look like." Um, no, okay. you're supposed to have a mustache. I'm I'm going. Yeah, if I was to find out that like the face was CGI, I'd be like, I would. I get yeah. it. it wasn't this, they practice like normal faces do. They practice for Henry Cavill and Justice League here. Oh my this was their trial run. When Greg Kinnear brings James the stuff from the set. And James is like, he's like, oh, he's the king of the whistles, the best whistle of all the whistles, except when he fights with Frizzle and like sprints away. Yeah, I yeah. laughed so hard <laughs> this time. And I think it's because I have, I just thought back of like, how many times is that exactly what I have sounded like to my wife when I'm like yes. obsessed with Elden yeah. Ring and she gets off work? Yep. And, uh, on like a Friday oh. when I'm off and she gets off work and I've been playing Elden Ring for a couple of hours and I'm just like, I got my decks up to 30 today so my Bloodhound Sword is actually doing like plus 48 damage and it's actually pretty sweet. Like I was, wait, 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 I was wait, thinking wait, about wait. a couple of weeks ago when I was trying to explain the world of Horizon Zero Dawn to Carter when he was like, I understand it's like future but also a little bit past and I was like, let me tell you all about Gaia and her various subroutines. <laughs> He's the best wizard. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hold up. I we need to have our whistle moment here because there's a wonderful game and channel that I I just I love watching it. I have nothing to do with it besides like just eating up the content. Our game and channel in Discord. Let me just share something. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Where is it? <laughs> is it something I typed about wait, Elden Ring? Yes. <laughs> I just want us to take a a, a step outside. Oh, no, it's someone… Okay. Someone asked Jordan, any tips on how to beat Margit? And in my mind, I'm like, I think this is Elden Ring. <laughs> but what's Margit? And someone else says… Or they hate Harley Quinn. I had a moment that I was like, this is fake. But someone said, use the jellyfish spirit ashes to draw his aggro <laughs> and get hits in, in while his back is turned. Also, be sure to summon an ally at the summon sign right before his boss area. Jellyfish will also induce bleeding damage if he gets enough shots in. Now, there's things talked about like smithing stones. Uh, I used the three wolves spirit ash. This is Jordan stuff now. But drawing the aggro is it dead on. Now, let me get to my favorite part. One second. The forlorn hound Evergall. Jail? Everjail? <laughs> jail? G-A-I-L. Sorry, G -A -L -L. I mispronounced it. Yeah, I've never seen this word yeah. in my life. It's a big bowl in the ground near the bridge. Into the Weeping Peninsula. <laughs> and this, this, the reaction you have right now is almost carbon copy of what I was doing as I was reading this stuff. Yes. Because I also get it. Like, I think even if, 
if even if you happen to be close enough in proximity to the water cooler when someone's talking about football off season, sure. you know, yeah. it's like I it's just so fun. I love taking steps outside of those circles, outside of those tribes, and just being like, wow, it's fascinating to me that there's so many people that understand all of it. So yeah, again, as we said earlier with just Kyle Mooney as a whole in terms of creative, like the frizzle whizzle, all that stuff, the world that he built makes all the sense in the world. Yes. Yeah. He's completely aware of like of like fandom subcultures. Yes. 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 And how they look both from the outside and Likely how they a feel from of, the inside. It has to be. Yeah. yeah. Totally. It has to be. Totally. I feel like I feel like the the supporting cast's initial reaction to Brigsby Bear has got to be. I mean, I'm I'm about 10, 15 years too young to know what it felt like to be a fan of comic books before that was cool. Mm. But, you know, were I 10 to 15 years older, I think growing up trying to talk to my friends about Spider-Man and Captain America, I would have felt a lot like Kyle Mooney trying to talk about Brigsby yeah. Bear. Sure, but one of the movie, things you know I mean? really like about this movie, and it, it, I think it is fairly unrealistic and sort of wish fulfillment and fantasy in that way, but I like it. One of the things I really appreciate about this movie is the people that he surrounds himself with as like his core friends here in this movie— it never feels like they're patronizing him by pretending that they think Brigsby is cool. Like it seems right. like totally. it seems like even if they don't think Brigsby is cool, what they think is cool is how enthusiastic he is and they're it's like how much all Kyle loves board. it. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that's what I mean with like this movie is almost sickeningly earnest. Like well that's that's <clears throat> Matt Walsh's line. Whenever he breaks out of the the mental hospital and finds them reconstructing Brigsby's cabin in the garage and yep. Matt Walsh is like we love you. And Brigsby is a part of who you are. Yep. And even if we don't get it, that means we love Brigsby. Yep. And that is my super That's pump so sweet. for this movie. Okay. Sorry, that, go ahead. That scene. No, it's great. That scene. So I love… <laughs> you could almost make a fun little short film about he and Andy Sandberg in the institution that he's in for a little bit. I'm going to little… What's the little fishies that are like on sharks? A lamprey. A lamprey. A what? A lamprey. I'm going to lamprey here. Because mine is not necessarily the scene, but mine is the ultimate like lesson. Yes. Like I think what we learn from the movie. I think I would so agree. I'm just lampering to you but the, for this super bowl. There, there's just something I love about he gets home and he, I think it's clear he's like packing up. He's going to run away. He's going to go do something. And then he hears them in the garage. And when he comes in and like everybody, he has like built up his cast of side characters like a video game doing all these side quests with everybody. And then he shows up in the garage and everybody's like, hey, we're here doing the thing that you love because we love you and we want to know you better. And that's what I'm saying. It's the theme of the movie Amazing. is meet people where they are. And yeah. that's what they do. Everybody finally collectively decides, hey, it kind of seems like he's mostly okay. And if Brigsby is important to him, just because it's not real doesn't mean it's not real to him. So they meet him where yeah. he's at and you get this like beautiful scene of everybody in the garage, and it's so emotional and sweet. It's it's so sweet, it almost like turns your stomach. It's like too much sugar. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. you get the whole like honey nut Cheerios, or something. right? Just like the sweetest yeah. food, honey nut Cheerios. But yeah, it it, it, <laughs> it sets up you know the final what fifteen minutes or so of the movie. Just this, yeah. Which we could, I think we yeah. could have a forty five minute discussion about relating to that sickening stomach and knots feeling of somebody consuming a, yeah. a piece of art you have made. I think we, the three of us, can yeah. all relate to that. And so, I don't know, man. It's the garage. A, yeah, the lesson ultimately in the values of the movie is like the drip of, like that filter drip of what we kind of hope our approach to this whole podcast is, right? Right. It's like we, our mantra is like, love what you love. 
like we're we're totally down to get to know more about that. I think that's part of like having good fun conversations. Yeah. I think we're seeing a lot of that in in the Discord chat. Unless I'm having a bad day and I'm just being a poo poo. But <laughs> um, yeah, I I love that. I love the the hey, this clearly is a big part of you, and and we're gonna love it because we love you. Yeah, very sweet. It's just so. Uh, sincere, even stuff that's dumb is done with such a sincerity. Kind of sounds like my savior. <laughs> <laughs> Sound a little bit like Jesus. <laughs> Can I, uh, may I super, super dump? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I think it's best to do it like right after a great moment. Yeah, well, I mean, just got to bring us back down. My super dump is Logan. Okay. This is the part where you say, who is him, Logan? That makes him make the, that helps him make the movie? No, I like that guy. You're talking about Chance Crimmins' character? That guy's name is Spencer. I'm talking about Chance Crimmin. Because he has like two lines and they're not even spoken into the boom mic that's miking our shots. He, his lines are always in the background and he's just there the whole time. He just really bugged me. I don't know why. It just like every time he was on screen, I was like, why are, why are you here? I know you're a, U- a YouTube boy, Vine. a Vine boy, whatever. But, but Put some why are you here? Is that the kid with the beanie? Well, I mean, he had the hat something. or the beanie. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was like the villain or he was like the in the fight scene with Briggsby Bear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why was he? Yeah. Why was he? Why was he here? here? I assume that he and Kyle were boys because of the Vine era is my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Honestly, sort of same reason Beck is here. Yeah. Because he's buddies with Kyle. I think Beck probably like I, did some writing or something. They, they tend to be probably. partners in that way. Um, I do think I love Beck very much. I do think that maybe, maybe his acting could have been uh, good. Sure, and it wasn't. <laughs> it did make me miss him on SNL, though. I do miss him on SNL. Uh, yeah, I hope he's doing okay. I love him very much. Uh, can I give? Can I give another like? Oh man, that feels like a sort of a missed opportunity. Sure. Yeah. Every every movie that I've ever seen about making movies leaves out a ton of parts of actually making movies. Um. And there's little things like that microphone that Spencer has on his camera. That ain't going. That ain't going to cut it for <laughs> Brixby Bear. And that's clearly not the audio source they're using in the final cut of this. Uh, and like, I just think it's a missed opportunity. The first time he interacts with his sister, she's in her room listening to music, and he's like, "I really like the rhythms. The uh, rhythms of these <laughs> tunes. I really like uh, those rhythms." And I think she should have. It should have been like, "Yeah, this is something I'm working on. I like to make music," and then have her make music for the Brigsby Bear movie. Mm. Like her directly being, rather than sort of just kind of hanging out with them, like have her be a direct collaborator. I don't know that that would have made it better or worse. Sure. That's just, Seems like a missed opportunity. if I can, if I, if I might toss my hat in the ring and offer my suggestion <laughs> for how to make Brigsby Bear, that's <laughs> one guess. thing I would have added. <laughs> I thought that was where it was going, I think. And so I, I, that's not a super dump because I, I'm not upset that it didn't do what I thought it would do, but just, that seemed like that would have been cool. Sure. Yeah, this is, um, it's a very unique movie. I can't think of a lot of other movies that thread this needle of like funny and sincere quite as well. It is a very Ted Lasso in that way. That's a, That was a good yeah, comparison. I think I you're right, Carter. That. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. believe it or not, it's time to rate this movie. Oh, wait. Sorry. One, I actually don't. I don't believe it. One more it. thing. I actually really like the soundtrack here. I don't know how much of it is score yeah. and how much of it is just music bed licensed music that they have gotten for this movie. But Oh, no. It's it's original. Is it? Yeah, it's good. I really like it. I think it's cool. Fits the vibe very well. Very wonderful. David, 
David Wingo is the composer. He also did the music for Midnight Special, which is a fantastic movie if you guys haven't seen that. I haven't. I'm willing to bet you haven't. Joaquin? Uh, It's Michael Shannon. Oh, okay. And Adam Driver. Oh. And Joel Egerton. Stop selling. You know what I mean? And and Jaden Martell. Jaden Martell. And Kirsten Dunst. Knives Out? Yeah. That's fun. It's great. I really enjoyed it. Him and Shannon, dude. They've had multiple movies. Yeah, I might have to check that one out. Yeah, you should check out Midnight Special. Well, we're going to rate Briggs Bear. We're going to do it using the scientific cinema scale, which is perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy Buy that that poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I'll go first. Feels, feels, feels fair, right? Um, feels bare. For many reasons, both film-related and non-film-related, I am buying Brigsby Bear. Um, all that said, I like the poster, and it would be a fun poster to hang. But for the, the sake of our ranking system, I am buying Brigsby Bear. Um, it, it is a movie that does exactly what I want and need it to do specifically me. And uh, for that reason, I really like adore it. Um, yeah. And I want to, if, if I, if I were to ever like meet Kyle Mooney, Brigsby Bear would be the thing I talked about instead of a lot of his other things, I think. Yeah. For me, it's a rent. It's a pretty high rent. Um, and I wonder if it's one that, cause it certainly is something that I would watch again and that I would pay to watch again. Um, at that point, you should just buy it. At that point, you just buy <laughs> That's it. That's economics. Right? <laughs> but yeah, I think I had a little bit of a, I, 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 like I said earlier in the podcast, I think a third of my watch was being too serious about yeah. it. I think, I think you kind of have to suspend that early. Sure. And it took me a while to get there. And so it kind of probably clouded my, my rating ultimately. But the experience I had was a rent. Especially because it starts with such a different vibe than the rest of the movie has. So it really sets you up to think it's going to be one thing. Yeah, yeah I hear that. This is one of the Cloverfield movies. Right, yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, I'm going to buy Brigsby Bear. This was, this was really surprised me, just the vibe of it overall. It was a lot just, it was a lot less, I, I don't know what I was expecting. I think something just a little bit m- with more edge to it. Yeah. Uh, in terms of comedy, but like it was just very sweet. Overall, very sweet. Like they're laugh out loud, funny moments. And there are moments with, that are a bit less sweet, but it it's, I don't know. It's just super duper sweet. I totally get why this is a comfort movie. Yeah. It just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It just melts. It melts my icy little heart. And it's so, uh, I love it. I don't know. I love it. Greg Kinnear, man. You know what I'm saying? It's Greg Kinnear. I think that's why. I really like his character in this movie, actually. Uh, next week, yes. we will have Doge's contribution to, finally, to Chooser's Choice for the Soul. Uh, his favorite movie of all time, little indie project known as Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, so that's well, it's this this month's favorite movie of all time. For it's not my favorite movie of all time. It's a comfort movie I could watch on repeat, back to back to back to back to back. <laughs> Carter, after our discussion today about loving what you love, I think it's important for me to say that I love you, and you love the Fifth Element. So that means that that means that say it. That means that. <laughs> So that me- so what that means is I'll I'll watch the fifth element again and give another shot. 
hate what you hate is the other side of love what you love. I'll give it another shot. In fact, Carter, I will we just we did pause the episode to have this discussion. This so I'm not fresh. gonna even I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna <laughs> pretend to come back in like we didn't edit out about ten minutes of talking. Right. We did we have decided that our our bonus episode for this series, we've been trying to figure out what it's gonna be. I'm gonna rewatch the fifth element and really oh try <laughs> really try to get on board with it because it is so important to me that I understand where Carter's coming from. I trust Carter's taste in movies, in music, in food implicitly. Carter doesn't have to explain ever. And I nine times out of ten will like it. <laughs> It was Except 10 the, out of 10 until one week ago. It was 10 out of 10 until the fifth <laughs> element. And that's genuinely, like, as I'm thinking about it, the only thing Carter's been like, this is awesome, that I've been like, hey, dude, it's definitely not. <laughs> 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 so for our bonus episode, if you support us on Patreon, you'll get to hear, uh, uh, you get to hear us sort of relitigate my overall vibe for the fifth element and see if I can it again. come around to the fold. I, Carter, who else would watch it twice in one month for I you? I mean, I was going to say that that means a lot to me. Yeah, It honestly does. I, it's time it could, to heal. We could. can't keep podcasting with this great divide between us. We can. It's a good podcasting. <laughs> but, <laughs> look at that. Yeah, as long as we know we're still friends. The earth after. is healing itself. Wow. <laughs> mm. Truly, mm. truly beautiful. There's, do- there's dolphins in the Hudson. <laughs> Nature is healing. <laughs> Polar bears are unmelting. <laughs> Turtles are spitting straws back up. It's incredible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched that raccoon puke up a Coke can. Nature is healing. <laughs> Nature is healing. <laughs> anyway, I get excited about that, I guess. That's going to be... Yes, it's going to be an episode to. of a podcast. For sure. And to reiterate, that's a that's a bonus, it's a bonus episode. episode. That's not a main right here. Yeah. Actually, not so It'll cost you $3. Jump on in, baby. Jump on in. To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and what childhood show we would like to update for our current stage of life. Easy. Easy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For two chunks and a hunk, my name is Jordan Wonders. The answer, of course, speaking of nature healing, is Captain Planet. He's a hero. He's going to take pollution down to zero. I think that the world— What a bop. Do we leave the song, though? We leave the song. It's a bop. I thought you said I thought you said that Dua Lipa song, and so now Dua Lipa's doing the Captain Planet theme song, which— Fine. A-okay with me. Wait, the first con- collaboration between Dua and Anderson Pack. Okay. Okay. I think <laughs> for the new Captain Captain Planet. <laughs> just the the fattest theme song for the I just feel like we could all use a little bit more earth, water, wind, what was it? Earth, fire, wind, water, and heart. That's what I think. I love it. There's no air. I could have sworn there was air. Wind. Oh. Ugh. I'm Doge. And as a Little boy, I watched a lot of nature and animal shows. And so I would love to get me some current day right now Crap Brothers. Yes. Yes is the answer. Let's go on. But let's give me like a Crap Brothers, like almost Survivor Man, where it's just like, we're going to go out in the wilderness and we're going to see what animals there are. With their pal Zabumafu. Yeah. Zabumu, I just saw I saw a TikTok the other day of Zabumafu's grandson was just born at the zoo. Incredible! This little tiny lemur is the cutest thing I've ever seen. He Aww. weighs he weighs forty grams, <laughs> and I had just finished eating fifty grams of chicken for lunch. So I was like, man, I just ate that entire baby lemur. <laughs> that took a turn. That took a turn. Oh, it that took a turn. turn. I'm 
I'm Carter. And the Fast and Furious series, we talk about all the time. It has an energy about it that you can't really get anywhere else. What if we were starting to inoculate that energy a little bit at a younger age? Mm -hmm. What if we could give you something in cartoon form and kick it up a notch and kind of make it... We can even bring some of the, the voices of the Fast and the Furious series in here. Big Muscle Boys. We can do... Dwayne The Rock Johnson, maybe him and Vin are back together. It's like we can work together as long as we're not in the same room. Maybe Idris Elba. And then we just, let's just reduce Street Sharks. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. Let's yeah. bring back, let's bring back Street Sharks and let's just turn let's it just do it. Let's go all the way. I kind of thought you were going to say do these rocket power ridiculous for things. <laughs> I thought you were no, going to no, say no. Transformers. No. Street, Street Sharks. Sharks. I love that. What a vibe. Live action, though, I would right? Absolutely love that. I know. I, I'm, I'm fine with the cartoon. Okay. okay. Yeah. You do whatever. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm really yeah, into that. The, when I send y'all the file of my ideas, you'll see that I've got a, I've got a plan for it either. <laughs> <laughs> no CG. Real sharks. Real trained, sh- oh real trained sharks with legs. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.